Welcome to Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia. Good morning, brothers and sisters. It's been a very difficult year, and yet good reason for hope appears to be here. In fact, the last few weeks have felt almost normal to me, dining out again, going places with no thought of wearing a mask, and not as religiously reaching for the hand sanitizer every time I brush against the surface outside my home. My feelings of comfort and safety have been returned to me by my choice to get vaccinated as soon as I could and research informing recommendations that when you're fully vaccinated, you do not risk having serious, side of, serious outcomes from COVID even if you're one of the rare people to catch COVID after be being fully vaccinated. And as importantly to me, that I'm not secretly passing COVID to others, even though I'm protected from those severe outcomes. And I hope all of you have chosen to get vaccinated and have taken steps towards completing that as soon as you can, if you haven't already done so. Will not only protect you, but also your neighbors. In fact, because many in some communities have chosen not to be vaccinated, we are again seeing rises in cases, hospitalizations, and deaths across the United States in the unvaccinated from the more contagious Delta variant. So let us keep those here in the U.S. and across the world who are not vaccinated in our prayers as they are still at substantial risk from this pestilence that has turned our lives upside down for the last 18 months. And if you have questions or concerns about getting vaccinated, please feel free to discuss those with me or your personal physician or, or anyone in your life that you trust. I started by talking about COVID today because I already feel that the fears and horrors of last year are fading away. Maybe you do too. But I want you to, for a moment to think back to last year. I want you to think about who you turned to in your time of need. Was it your friends, your family, neighbors, doctors, people you trusted to have good advice? Who? Was it God? Yet I know from the news also that many turned inward, some in incredibly positive ways, using the unexpected and forced hermitage to further their artistic and scientific fields, much as Isaac Newton did during an outbreak of plague when he revolutionized the calculation of pi. The prior record of calculating pi to 35 digits by Ludolf van Kuhlen in the early 1600s used the traditional method of polygons invented by Archimedes. It took Ludolf van Kuhlen 25 years of his life to calculate based on a polygon with over four quintillion sides. It's a polygon with a number of sides that's five followed by 18 zeros. That's more sides than Jeff Bezos has dollars in his bank account. Indeed, more pennies than Jeff Bezos has in his bank account. And what Newton did was develop a formula in isolation during the plague that required only 50 terms to calculate pi to that same level of precision and could be done in a few days. That's quite a remarkable accomplishment. However, others during the plague that beset us turned not into a better version of themselves. Some of us have became obsessive about work, not just taking a needed pause to enhance our creativity as Newton did. We worked long hours because, well, we couldn't figure out better things to do. Some of you who are first responders were conscripted literally or ethically into working very long hours. 
Others had their normally stable job taken away from them essentially overnight. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt caused substantial stress and even strained the most resilient among us. And for those among you who suffer from mental illness, this year has been isolating and extremely challenging. To cope, many of us turn to something hurtful. For example, many turn to excessive consumption of alcohol. Some hospitals saw a 30 to 50% increase in hospital admissions during the final months of 2020 for alcohol-related liver disease. Others turned to drugs. Over 93,000 people died of overdoses last year, a record number in the U.S., and an unimaginable tragedy that occurred alongside the hundreds of thousands of people that died in this country from COVID. Others turned to food. 42% of U.S. adults reported undesired weight gain due to COVID, with the average gain being 29 pounds. If you're someone who falls into any of these categories, I'm not here to chastise you, but to give you comfort. For as we hear from Jesus in the Gospel of St. Luke today, our Lord seeks the lost. And even if you're someone who turned adversity into opportunity and advantage, I'm here to remind you to be vigilant because as our epistle tells us, the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So think about who you turned to and who you turned into during that time or another time of adversity. And now consider who you turn to today and who you're turning into when I hope your life is a little better. Are you writing a listing ship? Are, are even these favorable winds now somehow blowing you off course? Whatever your condition, whatever your station, I'm here to tell you the good news that our Lord is seeking you out. In the gospel today, we hear Jesus tell the parable of the lost sheep and the lost coin. Both of these parables have the same basic structure. In the first one of a hundred sheep is lost and we hear how the owner makes every effort to search that lost one out until he finds it. And then once found rejoices greatly, not just by himself, but with his friends and neighbors. Likewise, a woman loses one of her 10 pieces of silver and searches her house up and down until she finds it. And likewise rejoices again, not just by herself, but with her friends and neighbors. Our Lord says there's more joy in heaven over one sinner that repents than over the 99 just persons who have no need to repent, and that there's joy over the same in the presence of angels in heaven. I don't know about you, but I sometimes wonder who the 99 just persons are. I sort of hope that it's us too, that 99% of the time, or maybe at best 90% of the time, we're just, and the rest of the time we're wandering and lost. And indeed, that's part of the problem. I doubt any of you would have bothered to get out of bed this morning, or if you're listening to us on a podcast or video, that you would have chosen this over something else if you weren't seeking God. Yet all too often, we're like horses with blinders on. We're focused on what's in front of us. And unfortunately, that's usually everything but God. We focus on the things of this world. We focus on false idols. As Jesse Trotter says in one of my favorite quotes, we push forward into work, backward into tranquilizers, upward into fantasy, downward into depression, sideways into evasion and avoidance, all to avoid the wholeness for which something else in us so hungrily long. 
We do this, I believe, because we have those blinders on. We want instant gratification rather than playing the long game for eternal reward. But if we're truly honest, the ways we gain that gratification leave us tired, hungry, hungover, unwell, sad, grumpy. And to be perfectly clear, God doesn't, though, want us to deny our bodies completely. After all, he made them. He proclaimed them good. He merely wants them to, us to use them rightly and in balance. The fall in the garden was about instant gratification. After all, the food was good to eat and good for making one wise. And in Orthodox theology, we believe that the Lord wanted us to have access to the tree of good and evil in time. When we had developed further and were ready to handle it, just as in the goodness and fullness of time, we now have access to the tree of life, the cross and its fruit, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And that is the message for today. The Lord seeks to feed you. The devil seeks to devour you. We're being sought after. We've been sought after since the garden of evil. Even then, the devil was seeking us, trying to deceive us so he could devour us. The devil is a created being like us. The devil is not God. He's not self-sufficient. He's not all-powerful in and of himself like God is. The devil needs the fallen angels. And he needs us as part of his army to sustain his short-lived dominion on earth. Yes, he's deluded. In the end, every knee will bow, including his, to acknowledge the victory and kingship of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yet he wants and succeeds in convincing us otherwise so that he can devour and feed on our energy. He convinces us to take the easy road to pleasure that seems like it will renew us, make us happy, or maybe just help us avoid some tough choices. Yet when we are in our right minds, we know that these activities sap us of our power and energy, again, leaving us tired, hungover, unwell, sad, grumpy. He is truly a roaring lion seeking to devour us. We must be sober-minded and vigilant to avoid his attacks. They are intentionally designed to appear beautifully enticing. But true beauty and strength and energy is found in the Lord, and the Lord seeks to feed you with the body and blood of his Son. He seeks to energize you, strengthen you, fill you with power by his very Holy Spirit. The good news of today again is that God is seeking us. He's searching for us, and he will not stop looking for us. He won't stop loving us. None of us is beyond redemption. None of us is beyond forgiveness, no matter how many times we failed. God loves you and is seeking after you. All you have to do is turn your life away from the darkness and toward the light. You merely need to turn from your idols to the true God. You merely need to turn from the world and the devil and toward heaven and the Lord. You don't even need to take a step. You just have to turn around because he's chasing you. So who will you turn to? Will you turn to God to be fed or to the devil to be devoured? Will you turn to a loving father or to a roaring lion? Today, the choice is yours. Each and every day, the choice is yours. Choose God today and tomorrow and the next day. Never be deceived by the devil. Keep your wits about you. Do not let the devil and his beautiful lies turn you away from the straight and narrow path to your salvation, your health and wellness, your happiness now and for eternity. Now, if you think you're absolutely on the right road, I ask you to look a little more deeply. 
If you think you're the 99 sheep who didn't stray or one of the nine coins who didn't get lost, perhaps the devil has deceived you most of all. For St. John tells us that if we claim we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Yet St. John also tells us in the very next verse that if we confess our sins, then God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Therefore, if you believe you're completely on the right road, I suggest that you humble yourself as St. Peter admonishes us in the epistle today and seek out any darkness that is still in you for we all have work to do to become more like God. On the other hand, if you know you're on a road in your life that you don't like and that God doesn't like, the first thing to do is to slow down and ideally come to a stop. Because trying to turn when you're speeding in one direction is a sure way to flip your car and wreck. The same can be true in our lives. Expecting to change everything wrong in us in a day is usually a disappointment. And sometimes trying to do it is such a delusionment when we fail that we might decide it's better to give up altogether. And that would be a tragedy, something very pleasing to the devil. If you can, with the help of God, muster such a dramatic transformation, you are truly blessed. But for most of us, it's two steps forward, one back. And I'm here to tell you that's enough for God. God is just hoping we'll turn back like the prodigal son. And then he'll run to meet us the rest of the way. Slowly replace things in your life that are bringing you down with the things that will bring you up. Replace sin with charity. For love covers a multitude of sins, as St. Peter tells us. Replace your conversations with the wrong things in this world, whether that be the wrong persons or what you look at and listen to through the internet and social media. Replace them with conversation with the Prince of Peace, with the creator of this world, our Lord God. Said another way, pray. Replace all the idols you feast on with the feeding on our Lord in the Eucharist then we will be slowing down as we barrel away from God so that we can turn and face him again. And when we do, when we align ourselves fully again with the one we seek, Jesus, we will be refreshed, happy, healthy, truly. We will soften our hard hearts so that the spirit of God we have received will be able to move more freely within us and so that we can begin to transform the world beyond us, refreshing it, giving it new health and happiness. Instead of being half alive, we will be fully alive. And St. Irenaeus wrote in the second century that the glory of God is a person fully alive. And God wants you to be fully alive, not half dead. Yes, that conversion from half dead to fully alive will oddly feel like suffering. For again, the devil deceives us, but Christ Jesus has shown us the way. He understood that suffering was the way to victory over the devil because Jesus understood that what we see as suffering is merely the lies of the devil. We already have God's life in us. We already have God's likeness and image in us. 
We have to help give that life its blood by turning back to God. And the devil wants nothing more than to keep you from doing that, so he makes it appear that doing so is suffering when it will instead bring us unspeakable joy. I pray that all of us, each of you and myself, are willing to take up that cross of suffering, of denying ourselves simply of the succulent lies of Satan, to see that the world, what the world is offering, is all vapor, that nothing in it will bring true joy and happiness except growing closer and closer to our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, God is one. Amen. Talks at Advent. Homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia.